Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 156. War World. Hi, pals. It's time for some War World. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. Welcome to War World. War, war World. I'm some kind of War World. <laughs> this one I completely forgot about. Like, I've mm-hmm. seen the entire series a number of times, and this one fairly forgettable for me, and I it, it was fine. It was pretty it's, good. It's, it's definitely got that slide off your brain feeling to it, but also I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think it didn't need to be two parts. It did not need to be two parts. Uh, you could like, have told every important beat of the story in a single part easily. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into that, but there's a lot of fuffing around in this one. Uh, I saw. I I took a peek at your notes, and mm-hmm. I we're going to disagree about that, but that's okay. Um, I just thought there were a few things sort of repeated themselves. Mm-hmm. But why don't we get into it? Why don't you tell yeah. us what happened in the episode where the first word is war uh-huh. and the second word is world so superman and john are attempting to stop an armageddon from happening and thank god i fucking hate that movie unlike some people i am absolutely fine missing a thing (laughs) when they're abducted by aliens um other aliens i guess that makes this just a basic ass kidnapping Anyway, they're carted off to War World, a large stadium where evil tyrant Mongol forces unfortunate people to battle each other for little to no money. It's like the WWE's owner Vince McMahon, but slightly less corrupt and also not on steroids. <laughs> John's able to escape on account of his main power being that he can escape things, while Superman is forced to do battle with Dragar, a giant gray alien guy with a big axe and a small codpiece. Supes beats the absolute piss out of him to the shock of basically everyone. Suddenly, everyone on War World is chanting the name Superman, and the big ass is going up everywhere. Mongol is not pleased. Meanwhile, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl head into space, look for Superman and Jean, and get mugged, drugged, and lost almost immediately. <laughs> Don't you two work and or live in space? Get your shit together. Back on War World, Superman has Drager shipped off off planet as a kindness to him, but Drager's a big fan of wharf style honor, so he mostly just yells about how Superman didn't kill him, and then he burns an S into his own chest so that he'll always remember how angry he is. Aliens can also be very overly dramatic. Mongol, sick of Superman's popularity and hoping to quell any irritating rebellions, again, like Vince McMahon, blackmails Superman into fighting him and losing, or Mongol will destroy Drager's planet with a laser. I'm pretty sure Vince couldn't destroy a planet with a laser, but I haven't watched wrestling since 1999, so I'm not sure what's going on over there anymore. Supes agrees, and he and Mongol go at it in the ring. Meanwhile, poor, dumb, lost GL and HG stumble across Drager on the garbage planet, and he offers to take them to War World. Hey, there's a big S on your chest, Hawkgirl says. Do you know Superman? Who? Never heard of him. What? No. Who? What? No, this S is for sandwiches. That checks out, says Hawkgirl, already bored with a conversation that does not include hitting anything with a mace. Then Drager runs off to go fight Mongol and Superman. Everyone takes turns punching each other, which can basically sum up any superhero comic I've read in the past almost 40 years. GL, Hawkgirl, and Jean all meet up, and Hawkgirl destroys the death laser by smacking it with a mace. Uh, I'd like to just repeat that for people in the back. Hawkgirl defeats a laser that can destroy a planet by smacking it with her mace. That is the dictionary definition of badass. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, Superman and Drager defeat Mongol through punching and teamwork, and Superman puts Drager in charge of War World because how could that possibly go wrong? Uh, that was my final note on the episode, in mm-hmm. fact. Uh, maybe you should check back in on this guy, because th- he's just he's just going to turn into the other guy. Hey, do you... Superman, do you maybe want to, like, put someone else in charge of the play? I'm sure it's fine. Look, they love him. Uh-huh. They love me, but I'm not staying here. Yeah, th- th- there's no way I'm staying here. This place sucks. I Honestly, these people are pretty stupid, and this mm-hmm. guy's got an S on his chest, so maybe he can just pass himself off as me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, you just need to follow the tenets of Superman. Kicking the shit out of everybody. You got it, buddy. You uh, Zack no, Snyder? <laughs> Honestly, my good thing... Definitely not Zack Snyder. No. Um, I, in fact, I happened to scroll past a statement from him the other day that said people didn't really get his movies. They didn't, they didn't pay attention and appreciate what they were about. What the fuck are you talking about? Everyone fucking watched your fucking movies a million. You have a cult I, of fucking people going, this is the only thing that matters. What are I you know. talking about, Zack I, Snyder? I know. By all accounts, wait, yeah, it, it is him. By all accounts, he's a nice guy. So I don't want to like- He seems like a nice guy. I don't want to diss him personally. I just don't care for his- vision of these characters uh, in any case my good thing is not that my good mm-hmm. thing is i'm so glad they still have superman stories to tell even though yes. we got a whole like a whole last series with him like this is all quintessential superman mm-hmm. it doesn't feel exactly like anything we got in his show like it, it, when he got abducted and it's like oh the only kryptonian i was like didn't we just do this in the lobo episode a while back and like, yeah no this is a whole different thing to They're the di- point I was okay. actually like, did we not do a Mongol episode in the Superman animated series? And we didn't. We just, I was thinking about Brave and the Bold, but. Uh, yeah, where Gary Anthony Williams does a voice for him that you love and I do not care for. Yes, well, we'll get to that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, according to Bruce Tim, this is, this is from the wiki, but they're pretty good at quoting. Like, I don't fault the wiki for uh, bad information. I fault them for nitpicking things that are pointless. Mm-hmm. But they said, according to Bruce Tim, this was one of the least popular stories in season one. And he said, probably because how weak Superman had to be for the story to work. And like, come on, people are stupid if that's what they think. Yeah. Because I like a story where Superman's powers alone aren't enough and he has to use his brain and his conscience. Like, that's there's a moment when where Superman's the best. I know. It's like, <laughs> yes, he does have these powers. But the cool thing is he's got the best powers and he deserves to have them. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And I love a story that reinforces it's good that these powers are with him because with someone else, they would be awful. But yeah, the, the right guy has these because he knows what to do. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where uh, throughout, throughout the story, he gradually discovers, oh, this is a bread and circuses thing. Only there's no bread. Yeah, <laughs> I think I stole that from your notes. That's your joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's um, uh, like the people just go for entertainment because there's nothing. And Superman confronts Mongol and what uh, I want to I, I wrote this down I want to make sure I get this right he did not say uh, they should have jobs yeah what he said was they should have food and shelter yes and there's I don't know if that was intentional but I read it as like we don't need capitalism here they just need to be fed yeah you need to yeah. feed you need to take care of people you know and I'm, I might be projecting my current feelings on everything you don't say on that but I just it just felt very Superman to me to say like, no, you don't need to stimulate your economy. What you need to do is take care of these people. Yeah. They're your people. Yeah. No, I'd rather they just not eat and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Okay. We got people like that, too. Apparently in wrestling. 
I know another orange Mongol who once said that. Oof. I um. I I assume. I assumed there were uh, a, a decent amount of like nods to pro wrestling. I mean, I, on, I have no idea. Honestly, not that many. I, as I mentioned in the summary, I haven't been into wrestling since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I burned real hot on that for about a year and then uh, fell off. I mean, that that seems to be the way with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I did, the handful of people we know are still super into it, but a lot more people I know were and then kind of stopped. Well, my favorite guy retired and stayed retired, and it was like, yeah, I think I'm done here. Uh-huh. Well, people often compare wrestling and uh, soap operas, mm-hmm. and they are right to do so. Yes. And the same thing happens, you know, with those, where, mm-hmm. like, characters go away and I don't care anymore. Yeah. I understand that. That guy left. I don't want to watch this anymore. No. You really made me hate this guy, and I loved hating this guy, but now he's not there. Yeah, now who am I going to hate? This new guy? Fuck that. Yeah. They did a really good job of the whole sort of mindless crowd. Yep. Like, like, that's a real easy thing to mess up. Like, it's it's weirdly nuanced for me. Yeah. Just, like, because it's not just they want to watch people hurt each other. There's more to it than that. Yeah, they want to watch cool people hurt each other. Well, I, yeah, but, like, the way their loyalties turn. Yeah. And all that, and just, it I don't know, it, I really bought a lot of that. I, I love that the face of that was uh, old slime woman, uh-huh. uh, Jean's new best friend. Uh, inexplicably not voiced by Tress McNeil. Some, it, it, so, it was like, how are you not voiced by Tress McNeil? The word kajigger's about to come out of your, vo- <laughs> yeah, this, out of your mouth. This exact character model appeared on Futurama. Like, uh-huh. And look- I want to I want to call special attention to and we do this all the time because they're still great at this. Yes. But the alien stuff like Mm -hmm. we've been in space dozens of times at this point and I saw a bunch of shit I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. They still manage within that simple Bruce Tim style to give us. And and there were massive crowds, just huge and a lot of like a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. That's that's the big thing that really impressed me because you could easily say. Uh, this is a planet with like two races, so we mm-hmm. just have to draw various versions of the same two models. No, no, there were dozens of different kinds of aliens here. Everybody's here. Yeah, and the crowd shots in particular mm-hmm. were very impressive to me. They did this cool layering thing where the back part was just dots, mm-hmm. and then the middle part was sort of, you could see some of them, and then in the front part you could make out who they were, and it made it look like the crowds were full of like millions of people. It was yeah. very effective. It really fucking... It was really fucking awesome. Yeah, and there was some good sound design stuff, too, that kind of brought that home. But, like, I felt more, like, you know, in cartoons where you you go to a stadium or an arena, and it's like, there's five characters that move, and the sound effects are doing the rest of it. Hey, what's that guy doing? Yeah, exactly. But but this really felt like this was, like, a whole planet literally was coming to watch this. Well, and it's got to feel like that, because, like... You know, you could cheat and say it's a small planet. There's only mm-hmm. 500 people here, but uh, no, it's more impressive this way. Yeah, no, you want to see like Mongol be like this guy rules like billions of people. And yeah. the only thing he does is throw them in this fucking uh, arena every day. Yep. And he really knows how to play the crowd, too. Yep. Like, well, I love that, like his his plan for like uh, the people are turning against me. All right, mm-hmm. I'll just beat the shit out of their guy. That'll put him back in line. Yeah, like he knows. Yeah, it's like this could actually work here. Yeah, I just gotta punch and, this guy enough. And what what's his name? Drager. Like mm-hmm. he um, there's a point. Where, well, it it is all the time with him. You're correct to call that out. <laughs> 
seriously, he lands on Garbage Planet and immediately sees a, a scalding hot S just lying on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's convenient. And then just says, I'll just press this into my chest. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> this, There's nobody even watching you right now. <laughs> just yelling at the sky. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I kind of feel like this guy might not be the best king for your planet on account of Probably the first not. thing he did when you freed him was come back. Yeah. But um, I liked uh, near the end, like Superman's kind of winning him over. Mm-hmm. But what really wins him over is the crowd because yeah. that like that that's like they really thought this out. This guy is motivated by the glory. He yeah. wants people to adore him. He's an entertainer. Mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, man. I understand. Who doesn't want the world chanting your name? I mean, a lot of people probably don't. I'm probably not. But I am a you know like artist performer entertainer type and i do want that mm-hmm. ow, 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 uh-huh. ow. exactly i think how probably stop. works better like ow, you know ow, yeah there you go you need a you need a like like a, a, a two-syllable thing to to really yeah, get good yeah. shape going um what was your good thing uh there is something i really like we met so we mentioned uh drager Mm-hmm. And how he is uh, on all the time. Yes, there's something I really like about Superman. Like shows this guy, he shows this guy mercy. He's like, I'm. We need no. Like we don't have to fight. You know, between no. the two of us, we could team up. We could stop this guy. And like even after he beats him, like a bunch of the other uh, fighters come up and they're like, "You beat this guy." We're going to get you off the planet. Like, you don't deserve to be here. And Superman's like, no, no, I'm not leaving without, like, this is wrong. I'm not leaving until this is taken care of. Uh, no, he says, I'm not leaving without Jean. Sure. He actually would have left these people. <laughs> <laughs> I took note of that only because I it would have been better if, mm-hmm. if what you yeah. said happened, but it wasn't. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, but then he's like, but we can get this guy off the planet. And then, like, you know, he'll be free at least. The guy. Yeah, they're they're like you're the new king. Uh, you don't want to kill him. Well, we can dump him on the trash planet. Yeah, I we'll th- we'll put him on trash planet. How about that? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Well, that's it's better than being forced to fight in the arena every day. Yeah. So they d- they dump him off. He fuck it. The first thing he does is wake up. Go. That guy hates me so much that he dumped me on trash planet. I'm mm-hmm. gonna burn an ass into my chest and kill the shit out of him. I love how different these two dudes are. Like they. They cannot even conceive of how the other person works. But then to bring it back to to my good thing, by the end, mm-hmm. Superman has won him over because Superman's great. Yeah. I fucking love Superman inspires the planet. I love yes. it. Well, yes. Like they do this scene where like this kid is like spraying S's all over the uh, all over the city. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. This is like one of the things you can do with Superman. It kicks ass. Yeah, people forget that yeah he's in that universe one of the first super i mean in this universe he's one of the first i don't know if batman like they didn't make it entirely clear but he's one of the first and everyone who becomes a superhero after that kind of wants to be like him because he's so good you know it's like we started with the best one and sort of worked down like the marvel movies got that right with captain america that's Mm -hmm. that's how you need to write superman but he's different enough that you're not just copying that yeah exactly so i love that shit man yeah and what I like is uh, Superman is like, yeah, I'm not going to fight. You can't make me fight. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'll blow up. And uh, it, it, I'm glad he didn't say I'll blow up Earth because yeah. these guys sort of just got blown across the galaxy. How would this guy know about Earth? Yeah. 
Uh, and I mean, he says, he says, I'll blow up your planet. He says, well, fuck you. My planet's already dead. What yeah, are you going to so, do with that? Krypton's so gone. Already, He's so like, I already beat you to it. Okay. Well, then I'll be, I'll blow up Drago's planet. And Superman's such a good dude. He's yeah. like, shit, don't do that. Yeah. No, I absolutely and, had the thought. It's just like, well, it's kind of weird that he knows about Earth. No, he didn't. But yeah, that's the thing. They, he threatened to blow up Krypton and Superman was very, you know, in the very badass manner. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're you're welcome to try, but uh, natural forces, which turned out to be Brainiac, already took care mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I guess you could blow up the ash. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, and I like that he's like... Any planet being threatened is enough. And, yeah, and, of course, because uh, it's Superman. Mongol di- dials into that real quick. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, threaten, threaten innocent people. Right. I'll take a page from Lex's book. Uh-huh. Oh, but, man, uh, it's actually real easy to get you to do what I want. I'm going to punch this guy in the face. No, oh, you're no. not. Please stop. But um, but that's one of the things that wins Drago over is like, you did this to save my planet? Why the yeah. fuck do you care what? about me? Because I care about people. Because it's wrong when someone blows up a planet. Because I, I have basic I empathy, man. I don't. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Empathy? <laughs> is, is that, that not a thing, thing for your species? Is no, that, we have it. Is that the thing where you wear the tiny shorts that cover your <laughs> genitals? Is that No, that's not even close to what that uh, is. No, sir. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know where to start with that one, sir. <laughs> don't know where to start or begin. Well, because I'm going to blow up your home planet. Okay. It's <laughs> probably got it coming. <laughs> Butletron 4000. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed all of that, though. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed uh, all of Drake. Like, Drake's sort of arc. Like, I didn't think the character would have anything. But- yeah. But he really, he really came around. Well, it it's nice. like, yeah, he shows up. I'm like, okay, this guy will be gone in like five seconds. He doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, actually, like, he's around for the whole episode. He's got a whole lot going on. He's got an arc. Yeah. He beats the shit out of Mongol while Green Lantern gives him boxing tips, which is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I fucking love. They get, like, Jayla shows up. They're just like, okay, we're going uh, to save this planet. And then they just all step back so they can watch this guy beat the piss out of Mongol. It mm-hmm. rules. I love it. I mean, look, he's got it coming. He does got it coming. He's got a very punchable face. He sure does. And a, and a voice that is no longer fun to me. I would uh, love to watch this guy get his ass kicked. I, uh, so it turns out he's voiced by Eric Roberts, who mm-hmm. is Julia Roberts' brother. And uh, we looked, like, what do we know him from? Turns out everything, every uh-huh. good and bad movie we've seen for the last 50 years yep. has probably involved this guy. Uh, I could swear there was some kind of weird I don't know, sex scandal or something with him, but I I don't remember. No, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and apparently he got arrested for doing cocaine and marijuana in the 1980s and then fighting a cop, which makes him a hero in my book. Yeah, that that sounds like a a fun night out if you Uh can get away with it. Also, it was 1987. Everyone was on cocaine back then. I was four and I was on cocaine. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I desperately needed it because I had like an undiagnosed uh, uh, neurodivergent condition that mm-hmm. uh, honestly that would have helped. Yeah, man. But, you know. I'm going back in time to point at Teenage Al and say, get that boy some cocaine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my bad thing yes. is I, I did like how the crowd came around on Superman, but the way that started was Jean was in the crowd and they said, look at that man. And he goes, he's more than that. He's a Superman. And. It was a really cheesy line. Yeah, it sticks out like a th- like a sore thumb in that uh, in that bit. Like I get John 
like planting the seeds that lead to Superman being this big like folk hero. But mm-hmm. that that was real that's, cheesy. That, that's rough, man. Probably should have taken another draft on that one. Yeah, and that's it. It was just like one line of dialogue. Like, yeah. And look, this is the kind of episode I shouldn't have enjoyed because there was a lot of, as Bob reminded us last week, puncho, puncho, run, run. <laughs> just like fight scenes bore me anyway. I've made mm-hmm. that very clear. But fight scenes where the entire point of them is two people are fighting because they're fighting yep. are even more boring to me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And. This episode still very much held my interest. I really liked it. Well, I do like some punchy punchy, but like yeah. when they're like, ah, we're putting him in an arena fight. I'm like, well, I've seen this eight trillion times. Like, honestly, what have you done for me lately? But this, um, well, there's, there's of course the big, the Hulk one that happened mm-hmm. that they ended up putting into a movie, but yep. this came well before that. And it was adapted from a comic from the eighties that did yep. that. Yep. So, uh, but I think the reason this episode got made is because the Russell Crowe uh, Gladiator movie was only a couple years before this, and people oh, were yeah. still pretty excited about that. So, I was very surprised there wasn't a "Are you not entertained?" at some point in this. No, what I liked is Mongol is a big beefy guy who will fight his own guys instead mm-hmm. of like the emperor in that movie, who was you know like pampered and weak. Sure. He's like, no, I'm, I'm a, like, yeah, I'm going to fake it, of course. But mm-hmm. like, I look like I'm a big bruiser guy. You would believe that it could beat someone up. Well, that's the other thing I really love that he's like, I can't beat Superman and I can't like, Drager no. can kick my ass. The only yeah. reason that like, I've got him under my thumb is that I have a death laser. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I love that he's just, no, you're, no, I'm going to kick your ass. Actually, <laughs> you're going to go down in the third. Mm hmm. What are you going to go down in? Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> in the third, my ass goes down. Wait, you both sound like Armas now. <laughs> All right. And then there's the B plot, which leads to your bad thing. I am not the biggest fan of Green Lantern and it hot girls bumble through space. Like I mentioned this in my summary, but guys, you're both from space. You don't know how this shit works. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You're from Canada. Do you know anyone in Nova Scotia? Like, no, but also I am not a space cop or whatever yeah, Thanagarians are. What I'm saying is space is a big place. Yeah. Here's the thing. If I get stuck in Nova Scotia, I can at least make a phone call to someone to be like, hey, I'm in Nova Scotia. Mm, like, John, John strikes me as too proud to do that. I just like, John, you work for the fucking space cops. You can't be all like, hey, where am I? Also, you like track my ring? Also, they're still mad at him from his trial like two weeks ago. They are still mad. You are correct about that. They are still mad at him. That is headcanon, though. They didn't say that. Yeah. It just feels like a lot lot of needless wheel spinning until it's time for them to be on War World. I 100% disagree. That is fine. I think, but I don't think we fundamentally disagree is the thing, because I think your problem is those guys should have been more competent. I don't think your problem is... We wa- we were watching these guys instead of the other thing. Yeah, no, exactly. I the thing I love Green Lantern and Hot Girl fucking bickering constantly. Well, I that thought that was, was awesome. That's that was what I really liked. And uh, spoilers for what's ahead: these two will end up being romantically involved. This was the first beat of that. Yeah, and I it felt so old movie. Two care, you know, like it's mm. it's a long standing tradition in movies now. But like I, you know, I know it primarily from like old screwball comedies. But like you know, you see it in like an Indiana Jones movie or like a, a James Bond, like you know, yeah, where the the hero and the the love interest, who's clearly the love interest, is you know they hate each other and mm. then they end up kissing and all that and like it, they didn't kiss yet, but they got real fucking close. Yeah. No, and it's 
I loved all that. No, my problem with it is just that what they were getting up to felt really like, like it feels away from the story. It makes them all, it makes them both looks really kind of stupid and just like, see, there's a way to do this that like would, you know, you can still get that bickering in and have them have like problems that they need to solve. And it feel it feel genuine you know well first honestly i disagree with the first part like i don't think it felt apart from the other thing what what i noted at the time was this is how you do a and b story because these Mm -hmm. guys are looking for the other guys it's not a completely unrelated story they're looking so like that's good good job um i this might be me head cannoning in this to make it better Mm -hmm. but i feel like the reason they had such a hard time is because of the bickering and because of their fundamentally different approaches. Okay. John, John was going for a real Batman hold you off of a roof and intimidate you thing. Uh-huh. And Hawkgirl to surprise to the surprise of absolutely no one just went in with her. Ha! And, you know, just like, that's it. And, and he's like, look, I'm not the most subtle guy in the world. I'm going to beat this guy up too, but you have to ask him questions first. I, I, I do love that their take on good cop, bad cop is bad, bad, bad cop, cop worst much cop. worse cop. Yes. It's well, like, I will threaten to throw you off a roof. I will throw you off a roof. Yeah. I am already throwing you off a roof. That's what I say. Like a hot girl does not shoot first and ask questions later. She just shoots. Yeah. And, what about the questions? Eh. But that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. You can just beat up any guy. It doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah, that that's why I think they had trouble, but it might not have been clear in the writing. I'm, that might be me mm-hmm. assuming, but, you know. I mean, if that's the case, then, like, definitely, like, show more of that. And also, I think early on in Justice League as a team, as we see various people pairing up, they're not very good at working together as a mm-hmm. team yet. And it would be interesting later in the series if we check back in and like suddenly they're working well together because it's been a while yeah you know? it's like so. well i keep trying to put together practice sessions but batman keeps saying no and nobody wants to work with flash yeah it's like okay, like i'll okay, work with flash. whoever but i, I, okay, I have flash. to punch people i'm oh, sorry go ahead <laughs> this is a team building exercise flash so i grab her ass oh, <sighs> All right, let's take five. Look, I put you on Superman's team, and you went over to the other team to grab Wonder Woman's ass. Like, you really had to, like, put in an effort to be to be a creep, and you still mm-hmm. managed to be a creep. I yeah, like, man, that's how I am. I like how this show works, like, how they choose the right people for the story, because Batman wouldn't have made sense in this. Wonder no. Woman wouldn't really have either, and nobody wants to see the Flash. So, like, no, no it's all the space. Like, these guys are from space or work in space. Yeah. That it's, makes sense. It's, it's the space guys. Yeah. Also, I, I keep thinking about how how much of this team is aliens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's literally half. Yeah. Because there's seven of them and three of them are from space. One of them works there. So that counts as half. Yeah. Um, But no, I, I liked I liked all that stuff. And again, more exploring this. Like they're doing a really good job of making space in this show feel big and interesting. Yes. And Which that is always a thing I really like, you know? Star Trek in particular had a hard time for a long... Like, that universe felt really small for a long well, we, time. Well, I mean, we've talked about that numerous times, how space is just a small place that people keep bumping into each other. And you keep running into the same guys. <clears throat> Here, you... Ne- like, unless they specifically come to Earth for revenge... Yeah. You never see anyone you see in space again, because it's huge, 
and you're never going to see them again. Well, and they capture that, like, that thing I really like about, like, fictional space where it's just, like, over. it's weird here and it's, like, 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 silly weird, but over here it's, like, a different type of weird. Like, mm-hmm. all there's all of this different types of weird all, all just sort of mushed together and it works mm-hmm. because it's all weird. Yeah. But you're right. They have to be the right kind of weird, and they have to be vaguely compatible with one. Yeah, exactly. And they are. Like you could see Lobo riding into this, but yeah. you could also see one of the more serious uh, uh, space characters, like I don't know, Brainiac or somebody. Yeah. Like, like it would all fit together. Like it all, it all makes sense, you know. Yeah. It makes sense because it doesn't make any sense. I'm. It makes exactly the right kind of yeah. sense. Like comic book sense. Yeah, exactly. You get what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's all that's all we ever want. We don't mm-hmm. want these shows to be real. We just want them to be, you know, consistent. Yeah. Uh, um let's We had a we had a I mean, you already talked about this, but the kids love Justice League. There was a literal cold-blooded murder. Mhm. Like uh Drager just kills that guy. Yeah, he sure does. And I was waiting for they dragged the body off and he would wake up and it's like, "Oh, the crowd was convinced." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He, they think he's dead, but no, he was dead. They were about to feed him to the uh, swimming pool monster. Yep, the giant crocodile that lives in the basement. In the swimming pool. Uh-huh. Like, that just looked like a public pool. It sure did. <laughs> like, I smelled chlorine just mm-hmm. as like a, a sense memory when they walked in there. I think I'm not going to go swimming in here, actually. Mm. Oh, no, I lost my tiny shorts. Oh, no. My, mm-hmm. my giant suspenders did nothing. <laughs> I like uh, Jean trying to disguise himself as Mongol, but not being able to hold. Like, he had a really smart, good way to end this quickly, and it didn't work. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask. I thought I missed something, because, like, he just gets, like, a weird headache and falls out of being Mongol. Like, yeah, he, well, he said at the beginning, he said at the beginning, something about this planet is suppressing my power. Okay, I must have missed that. And that's why they separated. That's why Superman said, get off to safety. You are not safe yeah. here if you're if you don't even have your powers here yeah and the the dc wiki bitched out, like they they didn't say what was wrong with him shut up who cares yeah, it's it's tachyons it it's doesn't raise it doesn't matter again comic book logic what he said was my powers don't work on this planet yeah that's all i need man it's like that's not important <laughs> yeah the the important thing for the plot is you know all the stuff sean can do he can't really do it right now yeah settle down beavis Yep. No. <laughs> fire. That's how you stop Martian Manhunter. Fire. <laughs> fire. All I need is a match. <laughs> and also, Zorak. And also, when his giant suspenders fail, and his tiny shorts fall off. <laughs> I saw his wang. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I like uh, Jean sneaking into War World by. Uh, Disguising himself as a different alien and then also putting a cloak on. Uh-huh. And then later on, Drager shows up also wearing a cloak to sneak in. And I'm just assuming that they're they're handing those out with foam fingers and scalp tickets. Oh, see, I think it's like a fancy restaurant where you have to wear a jacket and they do have a house jacket for you if you if you're not wearing one, but it's ugly. I see Sir has forgotten his Jedi robes. Mm-hmm. If Sir will wait right here, we will provide Jedi robes for you. I will comically bring them to you with tongues because I don't want to touch them. You can see the stink lines coming off them. So are you Matches Malone? <laughs> uh, I was. I'm deeply undercover. But That's my... why Batman is not in this episode. 
I was Mechis Malone, but my bosses didn't like me, so they shot me into space. I can't believe I have to watch this cheesy movies with these <laughs> robots. <laughs> and I don't know, one of the robots is that little is Skeets, and the other one's that little robot from uh, JLI. Yeah, all right. Uh, that was that was Skeets, actually. No, oh, um, oh, no, Elrond. Elrond, that's who I was thinking of. Right, 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 right. I would um, watch the shit out of that show, if we're being honest. Yeah, I probably would, too. The only if problem was... is that Batman would escape really quickly. No, I was thinking if it was Booster and Beetle. Yeah, that would rule. Mm-hmm. If, if MST had been around a couple of years before, they absolutely would have made those references in that mm-hmm. comic. Um, speaking of robots, though, there were some, like, once again, I call this out every time because this is the 20th or 30th different kind of robot we've seen. But yeah. Always a little different. The little triangle robots. Yeah, man. Love those guys. Those are great. Yeah. Very classic like it looked like something they would put on Venture Brothers. It's in yeah. that in that classic sort of like archetypal. This is what a robot looks like, yeah. man. Y'all know y'all know robots, right? Uh huh. These are some no, great robots. We'll show you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm, oh shit! What was it? I had a thing and then I lost it, and I was like, if I start saying the sentence, the rest of my brain will just fill it in. Obviously, it didn't I'll, work. I mean, that ha- that's about half the podcast for the things I say, man. <laughs> uh huh. Um, there was uh, speaking of JLI, actually, mm-hmm. there's a moment where, uh, Jean's, uh, powers. So they fail when he turns into Mongol and then turns back. There was some face animation that sort of morphed him from Mongol back to Jean and yep. they go real extreme and real, like ridiculous and rubbery. And it looked almost Kevin Maguire. Yeah. faces. Like it was very good. I love Kevin Maguire's faces. Oh, me too. That, that JLI trade paperback that was just like. Do you remember this? It was just like pictures of the various characters' faces. I don't, but that, w- that is that's great. Yeah, it was like the first six issues of that of the jail of the first jail I run, and like it was just like Kevin McGuire pictures. I loved it. Like I, mm. w- I will. Remember oh, okay, I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read that when it came out, so I wasn't thinking of it in terms of a trade. Yeah. Yes. Um, I met him at a con. I well. What happened was we were at a con at, mm. at Emerald City and I walked by his table 50 times and I mentioned to Tilo, mm-hmm. uh, he's one of my favorite comic book artists. He's great. And so uh, one morning before the con, we were walking around because we were, you know, we had a table there uh, and she just shoves me forward and says, you're one of his favorite artists. Say mm-hmm. hi. Yep. <laughs> uh, hello, sir. It's always nice to have one of those. Uh... I didn't know what to say to him. I had a uh, Beef did that for me with I think it was Dustin Nguyen, who's my favorite mm. Batman artist. Uh huh. I just I never know what to say to yeah. people like that. Like I, I like your work. Yeah, hey, I really like your stuff. Yeah. I met Brian Michael Bendis and just like okay, hello, goodbye. My entire life is better because of your message board. Mm-hmm. All I remember now is shaking his hands. He had the softest hands I've ever touched. <laughs> they were like baby hands. <laughs> Guy hasn't worked a day in his life. He, um, that's a real soft boy, as the children say. <laughs> um, He's got the body of uh, the starfish from SpongeBob SquarePants. Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shame anyone. No, I'm just, I'm just remarking on the softness. Like mm-hmm. some, some people would absolutely kill for that. Yeah. Like some people moisturize and and do all put little bags on their hands when they sleep, hoping to get that, and he just had it. My little bags. You know what I'm talking about. I absolutely know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a whole terrifying world of exotic uh, cosmetic options mm-hmm. uh, opening to you, I'm sure. Uh, oh, listen, I've already explored some of those cosmetic options. 
But I feel like there's the ones you knew about, like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, of course, lipstick and fixing yeah. my hair. But then there's, like, the putting bags on your hands when you sleep and I shit mean, like that. Yes. Put a cucumber on your eyes or whatever. It's like, oh, I guess I could do that. Yeah, all right. I've, I've seen this in shows. That must be a thing. People on TV do it. Yeah. Oh, God, we're doomed. So much of my life is that must be a thing. People on TV do it. That's why I think we're doomed. Mm-hmm. Because that's just how we model our behavior now. Yep, yep. Now I just want to take over a planet of, like, you know, people who want to watch people fight or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real. That'd be kind of a fun time for a while. I don't know that I would enjoy that. (sighs) Well, you don't like fighting. That's true. It's boring. Yeah. I I would take the Superman stance of, hey, this is stupid. Stop doing it. Hey, stop fight. Why are you guys fighting so much? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see here. Let me go through my... Oh, I mentioned this in my summary, but I just want to bring it up again. Yes. Uh, hot girl punches a laser that can destroy a planet. Yeah, the DC wiki says, um, actually, she should not be able to do that. Um, actually, shut the fuck up. It was one of the coolest things in an already pretty great episode. I was on the fence. Like, you could see in my notes where I was like, uh, they're not wrong, but uh, you've kind of won me over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your enthusiasm for it is like, okay, all right, I get they- it. I if just, it makes Maggie happy, it's all right. They, it's a laser that can destroy a, It's a fucking Death Star laser, yeah. Al. Yes, And I she's know. just like, I know how to stop this. I'll punch it with my mace. Mm. That I, rules. Does, does the solution start with, ha! And it works. And of uh-huh. course it works because no one in the universe is better at punching shit with a mace than Hot Girl. Well, the thing is, I should not enjoy a character whose every solution is to hit it because, see my previous. Uh-huh. But... In story, it's usually the right solution, or it's it leads to a funny mix-up with someone who says, please stop doing that. Uh-huh. E- either way, it's entertaining. The, I have mentioned this story before, but I want to bring it up again because I love it. There was an okay. interview with uh, Kyle Baker, who was working on uh, mm-hmm. uh, DC's Wednesday Comics, which was an anthology comic from a few years back. Yep. It was probably more like 20 years back, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, he but was right. Time. Yeah. He was right. He wrote the, uh, the Hawkman featurette. And mm-hmm. someone at the time, I forget where I read this, uh, but someone at the time interviewed him and they were, and he was basically like, okay, well, the thing about Hawkman is what he does is hit things with a mace. So you mm-hmm. just, you need to find a lot of, of cool reasons for hit it, him to hit things with, with a mace. Yep. And that's how you make a good Hawkman uh, comic. Yeah, but it's basically the show, same, except Hawkgirl is better. In this show, though, like... You have Batman, who is mm-hmm. psychologically complex. You have Superman, who is the moral compass. Like, it, you very easily, it could be like, yeah, but is there anything more to this character? No, we've balanced it out so well, there doesn't need to be. Well, but also, there is more to this character, and we'll get into that, you know? But like, yeah, also, but right, but also no, I mean on the surface. The, oh, okay. Like, yes, there is a big reveal that will come down the line when mm-hmm. we get our backstory and all that. But what I'm saying is like... Who is she? And yeah. this is what I was complaining about with Wonder Woman last week. But with Hawkgirl, I think part of it is the confidence. Yes. I don't need to know much more because, I don't know, I get it. I get yeah. what she's about. I still yeah. don't quite get what Wonder Woman's about. No, she'll hit stuff with a mace. Yeah. And it'll probably basically work out. Or she'll look really antsy because she wants to hit something mm-hmm. with a mace and someone won't let her. Yeah, exactly. Like, all of her motivations are tied up around that. She doesn't always get to, but it's, you know, she's trying to. Yeah. No, she's one of the great uh, character types of literature. The person that hits something with a mace. Yeah, look, there's 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 a few different classic stories. Man versus nature. Na- all animals attack all humans <laughs> and hitting things with a mace. 
weren't expecting that John Hodgman deep cut, were you? I haven't thought about that one in a while, and it really is one of my favorite John Hodgman things. They really find that it's more cost effective. <laughs> what? What? Um, I do like at the beginning, she's monitoring their Armageddon, Deep Impact, I don't uh, know, whatever. Prefontaine. I don't remember what fucking 90s movie that was. Yeah. Um, uh, adventure, and they disappear, and John shows up and starts yelling at her. She's like, I don't know. I did everything right. Don't yell at me. They're like, <laughs> I found her very relatable there, too. Yeah, seriously. I don't know what you want from me. I did my best. A space Look, thing happened. You said this was such an easy job, even Hawkgirl could do it, and all I did was push the big red button, like you said. Yeah, you said press the And it still went big... wrong. If it was so fucking important, why didn't you do it? Yeah. Huh? Why didn't you put Flash in charge? Hey, look. Uh, I'm mad at you right now, but uh, we don't you're like you're better than Flash. OK, I, I tried to, but he played my ass like a bongo drum and I had to beat the <laughs> shit out of him. He just keeps asking me if I've got porn on my ring. It's really awkward. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I liked. Um, Why are you like this? I like John sort of his initial thing is to like because he's a military guy. Yeah. He treats her like he's her superior officer and he isn't. Yeah. I think she has a moment where she really, hey, wait a minute. We are equal team members. Stop yelling. You're not my supervisor. Yeah. Look, we're all the same, except we all agree Superman's a little better than us, and nobody can tell Batman what to do. Exactly. But other than that, we're all the same. Yeah. Uh, Anything else? I don't think so. I really enjoyed this episode, honestly. Like, I don't know that I would rank it as, like, a top, uh, like, a top one, but, uh. Like I said, I found it a little forgettable only because there's so many standout episodes in this series. Yeah. But even even kind of a fluff one that, that has nothing particularly, you know, giant about it mm-hmm. is still pretty good. Yeah, it was just it was a it was a fun forty minutes or however long it balances out yeah. to. I and feel like I had like a good I said time before if it. if it had been one part, I think I would have liked it a little better. It yes. Was, was uh one part more. would have let it them tighten it up a little. They could have gotten rid yeah. of some of the stuff that bugged me, you know. Yeah. And me. Yeah. Like, the fight scenes could have still happened, but maybe not as long. Yeah. And they could have tightened up some of the, like, detective work stuff, and yeah. No, there's definitely plus, a good episode in here. Plus, there's a there's a between-episodes cliffhanger where we're expected to believe Superman's going to die, and it's like, mm-hmm. that, look, I know you have to end on something, but no, he isn't. Yeah. Come on. Trust me, if better. Superman was going to die, this episode would have a big black cover with her bloody ass on the front. I get yeah, a we couldn't armband. Op- we couldn't open the episode or we would, like, spoil its resale value. Yeah, exactly. And then later on, I would sell it at work for $20. $20? Really? Yeah, I, look, this is, uh, one, this is 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. Secondly, it was one of those books that a lot of people bought and thought it was going to be worth something. Well, no, that's what I mean. I'm surprised it appreciated in value at all. Yeah. Like it probably it's, cost five bucks. I'm surprised it sold for twenty. It's it's having a copy with all the stuff in it. Oh yeah, sealed up with all the junk. Yeah, you want the sealed the sealed yeah. book with the armband and all that crap. Yeah, I worked at a uh, newsstand at the time, mm-hmm. like a, a a magazine shop in a in a mall, not like in a like an old timey. I you know. I absolutely was just picturing you as the guy from Watchmen. I was going to mention this last week the um the fight at the beginning at the docks. Uh, where the guy's newsstand, or no, it wasn't a fight. It was a hurricane. Yes. Uh, the, the guy's fight newsstand. of the wind. Yes. But it was, well, it was an action sequence. Sure. But um, that was apparently a nod to Watchmen. Like the, the guy was supposed to be the guy from Watchmen. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. If you're really um, going to, if you're going to do that, you also got to have the kid on the fire hydrant, you know. 
that's true. But but they did give the guy the same name, which I don't remember what it was now. But like oh, yeah. Murray's, you know, newsstand or whatever. Sure. All right. Um, anyway, the place where I worked, the the boss was like, "Yeah, we we got our typical Creative Comics coming in, and I got a separate Creative just Superman comics. Set that aside for me. I'm saving those." Jesus H. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. And that was however many came in a small box, 24 or something. Yeah, yeah. That checks Ugh. out. Well, I hope you enjoyed your $20 each or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're still did. in your attic. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Eric, the mogul that owned two quality news stores in the, <laughs> the Philly area. <laughs> hope you're doing okay, Eric. Or huh? alternately, if you ever were mean to Al, are doing badly. No, it was fine. All right. I might... My friend Mark got a job there first and then said, uh, hey, hi, you're my friend Al, and we both worked there together, and it was mm-hmm. fun. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Anything else about this episode? I think that's it. All right. Well, that is all for this time. Uh, next time. Oh, this will be confusing. Mm. <laughs> next time, the episode, the two-part episode that we are covering mm-hmm. is called The Brave and the Bold. Oh, good. <laughs> Won't that be confusing, sir? <laughs> Not to me. So, uh, and in case you didn't know, we are reviewing Batman the Brave and the Bold, a different series, mm-hmm. uh, on our Patreon, which you can a- you can get access to for as little as $1 US a month yep. at patreon.com slash Algar. More would be great. I am not currently employed, yeah. and getting a little extra money wouldn't be the worst thing right now. Yeah, give Al some money. That's all. Give Al some um, money. He works real hard. I'm trying to break into voice acting, but uh, as I am starting to do this, suddenly the voice industry has decided that robots can do it better, and that's, that's not great timing for me. No, not really. <laughs> no, I don't think that's why. I think it's because I'm competing with thousands of people with good home studios like I have. I mean, I absolutely agree, but also robots are doing everything. No, hearing that the AI thing was spilling. <sighs> Here's the fucked up thing. Uh-huh. When they did it in... Uh, uh, the Obi-Wan show when it was like, oh shit, they made Vader, like James Earl Jones is old now and he can't really do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he signed off on it and they made it sound like Vader with a computer. That's yeah. so cool. Like from an audio engineering standpoint, I love that. But mm-hmm. now what it's turning into, I do not love. No, it's things are going to get no, worse. Like, before they like Netflix, worse. Netflix had a thing where if you sign up to be in one of their projects, it's like, and you agree to give us your likeness and your voice for whatever we want to use it for. Throughout like, the universe until yep, the end of time. For like to, to plug it into an AI and like, yeah, oh, man. And look, I would, I said for years, I wanted them to use that technology to make Majel Barrett's voice, you know, like do computer stuff. But now it's like, maybe I don't <clears throat> want that. Damn that monkey's paw. Uh-huh. Anyway. Next week, we will be covering The Brave and the Bold. Yes. Which I assume is like Batman teaming up with somebody. Yeah. But I have I don't remember that one. Uh, I told you about the Patreon, the website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to write to it, it's kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. I'm not using Twitter anymore, so I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, no, we're free. I mean, I'm, I'm still checking it if you want to. Send me something, and that's the only way you know of. Then do that. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I've washed my hands of it now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so bad over there, guys. I mean, it was, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all for this time. Yeah, see ya, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. 
The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.